You're listening to Audio Divina, reflecting on the Sunday Gospel with Father Francis J. Maloney. In this episode, we look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 28 to 36, where the account of Jesus' transfiguration instructs his followers that they must recognize both who Jesus is and what it means to follow him in his journey back to the Father. We begin with the reading of the text from Rose. Now about eight days after this had been said, he took with him Peter, John, and James, and went up the mountain to pray. And it happened that as he was praying, the aspect of his face was changed, and his clothing became sparkling white. And suddenly there were two men talking to him. They were Moses and Elijah, appearing in glory. And they were speaking of his passing, which he was to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were heavy with sleep, but they woke up and saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As these were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is wonderful for us to be here, so let us make three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. As he was saying this, a cloud came and covered them with shadow, and when they went into the cloud, the disciples were afraid, and a voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, the chosen one. Listen to him. And after the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. The disciples kept silence and at that time told no one what they had seen. We will now hear a reflection on the text from Father Maloney. You will recall that the first Sunday of Lent presented Jesus' victory over Satan's attempt to put his sonship to the test. He did so by his radical openness to the Word of God and by insisting that God is all in all. This week's Gospel carries that theme an important step further because there are consequences in being a child of God. There are consequences in putting the Word of God first. There's a temptation that we read today's gospel or hear today's gospel caught up in the magnificence of the story of Jesus' transfiguration. And for some, it might appear odd that early in a period of the year when we are asked to examine ourselves, prepare ourselves well spiritually for the coming of Easter, that we are so early presented with the glory of Jesus. To focus just on the splendor of this wonderful transformation of Jesus that points to his divinity would be to miss the message that the Church wants to communicate to us on this second Sunday of Lent. The reason for this choice is, as I said earlier, to indicate that Jesus being God's Son, as was proven last Sunday, 
must exercise his sonship by passing through what he must accomplish in Jerusalem. This is what they were discussing. Moses and Elijah and Jesus were speaking of this passing which he was to accomplish in Jerusalem. Luke has placed this account of the transfiguration late in chapter 9 of his Gospel immediately before an important turning point in the story. In a few verses, in chapter 9, verse 51, Jesus sets his face to go to Jerusalem. So gathering his intimate disciples, Peter, James and John about him, before they set out on that journey, he reveals himself to them. So there is obviously the clear indication of who Jesus is in the story of the Transfiguration. But it is not only a revelation of who Jesus is, but it is more about what he must do. He reveals his destiny, the passing over which he must accomplish in Jerusalem. And so when Jesus sets his face to go to Jerusalem in chapter 9, verse 51, and the disciples begin to follow him to that passing over, they have already been told and shown who it is that they are following to Jerusalem. The transfiguration of Jesus' face and clothing are, of course, signs of his otherworldliness. Moses and Elijah were two great figures from the period of Israel who also ascended to heaven. Elijah ascended and Israel expected his return before the end of time. Moses did die on Mount Nebo looking down upon the promised land and never crossed the promised land. But the book of Deuteronomy tells us that nobody knows where he was buried. And in Jewish thought, the idea of the ascension of Moses was also strongly present. A part of Jesus passing over in Jerusalem will be to join these two great saints of Israel in an ascent back to his father. But that ascent must be marked first by his death and then his resurrection. And so Moses, the giver of the law, and Elijah, the first of all the prophets, speak with Jesus about this passing over. A journey to Jerusalem for his passion, death, resurrection and ascension, which will take Jesus back to his father, is about to begin. And the disciples begin that journey with Jesus, well informed about who he is and what he must do to exercise his sonship fully. But the disciples misunderstand. They think that the glory they behold on the mountain is the end of the story, whereas in fact it is preparing them for the beginning of the passing over. And because they want to end it all there, they wish to build three tents to hold that glory, to make it their own. A voice from heaven announces what they had suspected from what they had seen. Jesus is indeed 
the beloved Son of God. This is the fifth time in the Gospel of Luke that this has been announced. But it is not enough simply to know who Jesus is. One must also listen to what he demands and set out with him on his journey. The journey must go on. And this is one of Luke's great themes that we will meet time and time again across our year of Luke. There can be no stopping. This is where the disciples make their mistake. One cannot be a Christian by simply remaining alone on a mountain, contemplating the beauty and the divinity of Jesus. It is messier than that, as we know in our own attempts to live the Christian life. We disciples must come down from our mountains with Jesus, as we have so often struggled to really understand who we are and where we are going. Our gospel today certainly indicates Jesus as the beloved Son of God, but it does more than that. It affirms us in our struggles that he is the one who is with us as we journey towards all that is to happen. There is a danger that the discipline of Lent, the self-examination, the increased prayers, more care for the poor, more attention to the other, might turn us in on our successes. Lent becomes the time when we are holier than the rest of the year. This must never happen in our Christian lives. Our Gospel reading today on the second Sunday of Lent tells us that we are listening to the beloved and chosen Son of God. Comforted by that truth, we must continually come down from our mountains. Never think that we have taken hold of the truth and the glory of Jesus, because Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. We must join Jesus in his journey of love and service through life. As he reached his final return to the Father, we too will pass through our own Jerusalems as, like him, we walk towards whatever future God plans for us. And so the Feast of the Transfiguration takes place in another time of the year. But the use of this account on the second Sunday of Lent fixes us firmly on our Lenten journey. We know who Jesus is but we must do more than know who he is. We must be prepared to follow him in his journey to Jerusalem and through Jerusalem back to God our Father. We now recommend 10 to 15 minutes of personal reflection on what you've just heard. Please pause the track now and press play when you're ready to return. We conclude with a reading of the text from Trezor. Now about eight days after this had been said, he took with him Peter, John, and James, and went up the mountain to pray. And it happened that, as he was praying, 
The aspect of his face was changed and his clothing became sparkling white. And suddenly there were two men talking to him. They were Moses and Elijah, appearing in glory. And they were speaking of his passing, which he was to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were heavy with sleep, but they woke up and saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As these were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is wonderful for us to be here, so let us make three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. As he was saying this, a cloud came and covered them with shadow, and when they went into the cloud, the disciples were afraid. And a voice came from the cloud, saying, This is my Son, the Chosen One. Listen to him. And after the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. The disciples kept silence and at that time told no one what they had seen. Thanks for listening to Audio Divina. Special thanks to our readers for the episode, Rose Thomas and Trezure Twee. If you would like to volunteer to be a reader, please contact us at audiodivina at salesians.org.au.